Welcome to the Conversions Podcast, where we discuss conversion rate optimization and the latest tips, technologies, and actionable strategies that you can actually use to get more of your website's visitors to take action. And now, your host, Francis Teo. Welcome to another episode of Conversions Podcast. Before we get into the show proper, let's take a look at some iTunes reviews that we've received. We have a five-star review from Bobby. Bobby says, great collection of interviews from so many different perspectives in the conversion optimization space. The value in this podcast is to listen to many episodes to find the commonalities. There are tons of good advice and perspectives in each episode. Thanks for the kind words, Bobby. And now on to the interview for today. Today we have with us Sid Dayswell. Sid is a senior marketer at Wingify, the creators of Visual Website Optimizer. He worked closely with Paras Chopra, the founder of Wingify on all aspects of marketing for Wingify, and he also manages the Visual Website Optimizer blog. Welcome to the podcast today, Sid. Thank you. Thank you for having me over, Francis. Could you tell us a bit more about how you got into the conversion optimization space? I actually got into the marketing function at uh, Wingify. Wingify, as you know, makes Visual Website Optimizer, the A-B testing tool. The day I joined, the first thing I was made to do was sit and go through support queries, okay? And uh, everyone in Wingify answers uh, support questions. That includes people, right, trying from the CEO down to, I don't know, even the uh, junior marketing analyst, okay? So as I was answering in the first month, first to three months as I, as I was answering uh, uh, support questions, I understood a lot about conversion rate optimization uh, because a lot of the questions were regarding, obviously regarding A-B testing and how to increase uh, sales and conversion rates on websites and landing pages. And uh, as I continued doing more and more marketing for Wingify, I uh, had to do a lot of uh, A-B testing on our own website. And uh, given that I was surrounded by people who were really good at statistics for, uh, and who understood this space very well, it was natural to get into conversion optimization. Okay, so how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this about for a year and a half now. So through your experience, can you give us some examples of case studies where someone or maybe internally you guys use split testing to increase conversions on their websites? Oh, lots of them. I'll start with a really good one. It's by exact target. So exact target uh, is a global digital uh, SaaS marketing tool and it was recently acquired by Salesforce, okay? They have this uh, event called Connections uh, every year in which uh, they basically have the world's, what they see as the world's best marketers get together and they have lots of panels, discussions, lots of presentations and all. Now, uh, for this year's um, uh, event, they had the landing page in which uh, they had a hero image of a laptop, okay? On the landing page in the left-hand side, they had something saying, Connections 2013 lead from within, and it said join the world's best marketers at Connection 2013. On the right-hand side of the page, they had the image of a laptop. What they did was they tried something really interesting. Instead of the laptop, they put a very high-quality image of um, last year's event, of people sitting and listening and all that. This uh, simple change, one sim simple change of an image, which they used with Visual Website Optimizer, what they did was this variation beat the original by 40% in leading people to the register page. And when they played around further, and they changed the rest of the page also, they showed very high quality images 
of uh, last year's events and previous events. This entire thing basically got them around 240% more signups uh, from that landing page. So this is one case study where uh, something as simple as images on the page have been used to communicate better about, you know, the event. The second image that, uh, or the second case study that I want to tell you about is by a company called Vineyard uh, in the UK. They're a very high-end uh, hotel uh, which is based around wine. So if you go over there, you'll probably have uh, a lot of wine parties, a lot of wine tasting and it's a hotel. The simple thing that they did was add uh, in the rooms where they were explaining the rooms on that page, they just added one book online uh, CTA button. That also increased their uh, click-throughs by a huge, huge margin, just one single button by almost 30%. So yeah, these are two case studies that are really interesting. Let's try to discuss them a bit further. For the exact target case study, why do you think this picture of the attendees increased conversions such a, uh, by such a significant amount? That's 40%, so that's, that's really quite a lot from a picture. What, what's the mindset behind that kind of change? So essentially, uh, when you're talking about a live event, but you're showing the image of a laptop. So, and nowhere do you say that it is a live event. You just say it's an event for marketers. Now, it is uh, usual for marketers to also attend online events. For example, uh, witchtest1.com did a huge uh, online event uh, before their live event. The image which showed people sitting and listening and all that clarified what exactly they're talking about. So it actually changed the way people perceived what the event was about. And it cleared any, uh, I don't know, any doubts they might have about uh, what was being offered. So yeah, this is why uh, I think the change happened. And this is what uh, Exact Target, the person from Exact Target uh, told us. Awesome, awesome. How about this vineyard hotel that you mentioned? How, how, what, what, what's the thinking behind that? Uh, it was very simple. Actually, actually, there was an optimization agency that vineyard uh, uh, employed okay and uh, what they wanted to do was quickly show the value of conversion rate optimization to uh, the management at vineyard now vineyard hotels they have pages about the rooms but there is uh, no call to action button there's nothing that says go ahead book it online so they just said fine we'll do one simple thing we'll add one big book online button right there okay and uh, they were able to use this to convince management that uh, conversion rate optimization is really useful and obviously since uh, people are there looking at the room and if you give them a big button they can easily go uh, click on it and move on so this is what uh, really helped in both cases essentially what people have done is or what the people who ran the tests have done is they understood why is it that the visitor is there on the page and they gave the visitor a better way of moving forward awesome uh, i think that's the best way to go and basically make the website more user-friendly as well as serve the, the customer better, try to communicate more value. And that generally works. I'm not sure whether you're involved with uh, testing for the Bingify and the Visual Website Optimizer properties. Um, is there any framework you use to decide what to test? Generally speaking, so we do a lot of uh, A-B testing on the Visual Website Optimizer pages on the website, yeah? And uh, generally speaking, uh, first what we look at is what is it that we're trying to achieve? So we look at that fine. Let us say our goal for uh, this section of the website is to push them to the free trial. Or our goal for this uh, section of the website 
if to push visitors towards the A-B testing page, that is the page that uh, properly explains A-B testing. We look at our goal and then we understand the path that uh, visitors take to reach over there. This is usually done through Google Analytics. Once that is done, uh, we're looking at what along the path is distracting them or what along the path is not making it clear enough for them. And uh, then we understand that when visitors are entering a certain path, how is it that they are behaving and where are they falling off or where are they going somewhere else? And once we have this path in place, we understand that fine, this is how people are moving through. And then we go about optimizing pages on that path. So that is basically the framework we use. The optimization is essentially aimed at making the visitors, making it clear in their mind, what is it that they're getting and making it clear in their mind how to move forward. So yeah, that's our framework. Okay, so all this data is coming from analytics. Do you use any other supporting kind of information? For example, you talk to customers, everyone does tech support, as you mentioned uh, at your company. So do you like interview everyone and all that? So we talk a lot to uh, potential customers. We talk a lot to our uh, certified partners. Visual Effect Optimizer has a large number of certified partners and these people have significant experience in running tests for different kind of, uh, how do you say, target markets, for example, e-commerce or news or web, news websites or travel websites. So whenever we need an inside look or a more detailed this thing, I usually reach out to these people and I ask them some questions. Uh, then I also reach out to the customers and based on these two, along with obviously our analytics, uh, we understand how customers are thinking and how they behave. It's great that you guys have this intent of uh, when, when it comes to testing the frameworks, basically seeing where the customer essentially needs help and trying to help them along the way. And that's how you increase conversions, which is, is a huge contrast from a lot of a lot of material you see online sometimes. It's very tactical. It's, it's almost trying to trick the visitor into making a conversion. So that, that's a huge contrast for a lot of the stuff we see online. I really enjoy the blog. I read the Visual Website Optimizer blog quite often. So uh, I, actually, I'd like to touch more about that point that, uh, that we just mentioned, that uh, uh, optimization is uh, essentially about changing how the visitor thinks and consequently how they behave on your website. Sometimes a small change, like just say changing the color of a button, sometimes it might do that, okay? In, your, in that case, you're usually lucky. That's fine. You made a button color change and the visitor's thought process was changed. Generally speaking, that does not happen. You really have to understand how your website is communicating to the visitor and then you have to make your changes. And if you're going with that framework or that approach, sometimes even a small change can really affect it because you're not changing a small color. What you're changing is the way the visitor is communicated to. Yes, I totally agree. And we've run tests as well that Basically, we only changed a couple of things and there was a huge lift. So I totally agree with that. So do you have any other more case studies you want to share? Or? So I'll give you a case study on pricing. Yeah, because uh, that is also really interesting. Most people don't really look at pricing for A-B testing. Yeah. Now, uh, we have a, a customer called Server Density. What they did was they had a per unit pricing. They're essentially what they sell is a server monitoring, a server monitoring service. So let's uh, say your server goes down or you're having some issues over there, they'll immediately alert you that something's not right. Now, what they had was a per unit pricing, which means initially 
you chose uh, how many servers do you want to monitor per month and how many websites and based on that you'd get your total amount for example one server cost dollars uh, 11 per month and one website cost two dollars to monitor so totally you'd get for one month 13 dollars what they did was they changed this to packaged pricing which means they just said we just have three pricing uh, options that is the enterprise that is 499 per month uh, up to 100 servers and 100 websites small business that is 299 50 servers 50 websites and starter 99 per month which is 10 servers and 10 websites now the interesting thing over here is initially they were giving the users a way to select exactly how much they needed right an advanced user who's planned out his requirements for the next few months would find that very useful because he knows exactly what he wants okay but uh, generally speaking that doesn't really happen most people arrive at pricing or arrive at their requirements based on some guesstimates so when they put in package pricing interestingly the average order value increased from 19.7 dollars to 55.53 dollars even though the conversions went down that is the absolute conversions the per average order value total at the end meant that they increased revenue from 394 per uh, month average to 833 that is a 114% increase in revenue just from changing your pricing structure so that is another really interesting case study about how you can make more money with A-B testing. Why do you think that's the case when you change the pricing structure, we had an increase in essentially total revenue? Yeah, so uh, the reason it happened was because uh, let's suppose I need say about $20 worth of monitoring, okay? Or let's say I even need about 50 to $60 worth of monitoring. And uh, I am, let's say, an enterprise customer, okay? Or I'm someone with money to spend but I understand that I need just $50. However, when I see that the lowest pack is at $99, it won't really hurt me to go for the $99 plan for the simple reason that I can go from 50 to 99 if I'm an enterprise customer. At the end of the day, that's not a huge cost. But for server density, that meant an increase in AOV. Essentially, what they've done is they've understood their customers and they've realized that there's more value to be derived from them. They actually have more spending power. And if you're giving them an exact figure, they'll spend how much they think they need. But those people can be gotten more out. It's quite an interesting case study. Yeah, pricing is something that's not really tested uh, pretty often, I would say. Because sometimes there are technical challenges to testing pricing. Yes, I mean, you'll have to integrate that with your backend, with your payment processor, gateway and all that. So generally the technical challenges are there, but uh, testing pricing can have huge benefits. Yep, uh, we have tested pricing as well for some of our stuff, but it's really challenging, I would say almost impossible for, especially we work a lot of, with a lot of e-commerce clients and it's for the hosted platforms, it's sometimes next to impossible to test pricing. So, well, hopefully that will change in the future. Yeah, I think uh, then the payment gateways should enable a way for people to test pricing because uh, that would do them a huge service. And uh, at the end of the day, even the payment gateways will be, you know, benefiting out of it. Yeah, I think that's a continued evolution of website testing technology. So, well, let's move on a bit. Um, could you tell us some of the major conversion problems you see on websites today? Uh, generally speaking, the problems that I see are uh, they don't follow 
uh, the best practices on how to convince visitors. So, for example, uh, Robert Cialdini has a, a book on seven ways to really convince visitors to take action. And uh, I see really good designs. I see uh, really well-made websites, very engaging. But at the end of the day, when you look at it from a really conversion point of view, you realize those people or the designer or the people who are creating the website didn't really think of it from conversions. They thought of it from a beauty or a usability point of view. Generally speaking, a beautiful, usable website is great, but you really need to look at it that how is this helping my visitor move down the funnel? And uh, from a very tactical point of view, every page should have a reason to exist. Every page on a website should have a very important reason to exist, which means they should almost always have a call to action because any page on the funnel wants people going down inside the funnel which means they should have a, almost every page should have a call to action telling uh, visitors to go uh, somewhere else. Okay, if I were to sort of summarize what you just said, so the problem is websites are not designed or web pages are not designed with uh, any specific goal in mind. Is that what you're saying? They usually have a goal, but they're not designed, optimized for that goal. Okay. So I guess this would be the type of websites where they just plaster together a bit of everything. Yep, and it looks a bit messy. There's no clear focus. There's no clear goal. Could you tell us a bit more about the Robert Gaudin's book and work and how does this relate to conversion optimization? Because I believe that would be influence, right? That's the book. How does that relate to uh, what you're doing? Yeah, so basically influence the uh, psychology of persuasion. So one of our customers, uh, they call Betfair. They're a, a large betting uh, company in the UK. Uh, they have this uh, landing page for sports betting, where uh, they were giving out 25 pounds of worth of free betting to anyone who signed up. Now, uh, what they did was they initially had this little uh, box on the right hand side which said bet on mobile download the betfair app with all the features to bet on the go assuming that people would love to just have a mobile application that they could use to do all their betting the interesting thing is they used robert cialdini's uh, principles to come up with three variations for that little space the first was reciprocity in which they said free tips and advice register to have all this insight for free which means you register with us and we will give you a lot of good advice on betting for free that is the principle called reciprocity then there was they tried scarcity that is what they said was don't miss out how many pounds would your bet have returned essentially saying that it's difficult to make money and if you're not making money with our bets right now you're missing out on this the third variation that they used was social proof in which they showed their facebook likes uh 121 558 likes we're confident you'll also like our offers so they use three principles from the book that is reciprocity scarcity and social proof and the result was that uh, the social proof increased seven percent the goal of click uh, through rate so just uh, they tried tried these three things and with 96 percent confidence the social proof increased uh, click through rate by seven percent to the uh, next page where people could uh, sign up for Betfair's services. Do you happen to know whether this increased uh, total conversions? Let's say, I believe it's a sign-up kind of site. They were not willing to share that data with us because they're a very big website and obviously, I mean, large websites, you have this thing that they're not really sure if they want to share uh, such data. I mean, they're very, um, how do you say? Yeah, so they're a little scared about that. 
Yeah, I would be as well because it's such a competitive space, I would think. So are there any other major problems that you see when you're just like on the internet today? Generally, there are lots, but uh, in terms of major problems, I'm not so sure. I don't think too many are there for the simple reason that uh, if you've uh, created a website, uh, understanding how your visitors are going to behave and you just want to change the, uh, the way your visitors behave, you'll create a good website. If you haven't done that, you you might make a beautiful one, but uh, your website will be riddled with, uh, how do you say, uh, conversion potholes. Do you have any like top actionable tip for improving conversions on a website? If there's only like one thing to take away from today's podcast? Uh, for the simplest, most basic website, like I said previously, just add a relevant call to action uh, text or button on every page. First of all, understand what the page is there for. Why does it exist? Uh, where do you want to move visitors from there? And add a good large call to action button. This done across your website can really increase your conversions. Okay, that makes sense. Basically, you are guiding the customer or the visitor towards a recommended action. Okay, awesome. So. Where can people find out more about you or get in touch with you? Uh, my website, Deswal, that is D-E-S-W-A-L dot O-R-G. Okay, that's your personal website? Yes. We'll just link it on the show notes, uh, your website as well as your Twitter handle. So that would be much easier for people to find out more about you. So before we go, could you tell us more about Visual Website Optimizer? Visual Website Optimizer is a very uh, easy to use A-B testing tool. Essentially what we've done is uh, A-B testing until a few years ago was very difficult to implement because of IT requirements. Now we've put A-B testing back in the hand of marketers. We did that by uh, making it easy to implement. That is, you could just add a snippet of code and then you go into our uh, visual editor which means the website opens up and just the way you'd use microsoft powerpoint you just click and edit and move things around and make changes on your website and then you can make make a test live the best part about that is that we also have heat maps and click maps included so as people move around the website and click somewhere you can see which pages and which your areas of your page are getting the most attention awesome so where can people sign up visualwebsiteoptimizer.com great so I'll put that in the show notes as well great so thanks for your time today and well maybe we'll speak together in future again thanks so much thanks it's a pleasure being here thank you Thank you for listening to the Conversions Podcast. Please leave us a review and rating on iTunes if you enjoy our podcast. We love hearing from you. Connect with us at our website, conversionspodcast.com, and let us know what you think. 